Do you want to learn more about Irish culture, but you can't make it to Ireland this year? I have the perfect spot for you to go, and it has something to do with the granddaddy of all American Irish festivals. It's time for another episode of the Traveling in Ireland podcast, but today I'm not actually taking you guys to Ireland. We are traveling up to the northern part of the Midwest to Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee has what is often referred to as the granddaddy of all American Irish festivals, which is the Milwaukee Irish Fest. But a lot of people don't know, maybe, about the Irish Fest summer school that takes place before the festival. So today I am talking with Jeff Kazak, who is the director of the Irish Fest, what is Irish Fest School of Music, and also an, the archivist for the Ward Music Ar- Archives. I, I think I, I think I left out a specific word out of that. Jeff, can you tell me a little bit about what you do? <laughs> Sure, you bet. So uh, I'm the director of the Milwaukee Irish Fest School of Music, and uh, I'm also the archivist for the Ward Irish Music Archives here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What are the Ward Irish Music Archives? Well, the Ward Irish Music Archives uh, were the, the largest public collection of Irish music in North America. And so our mission is to collect, preserve, and disseminate um, Irish music in America and Irish American music. Okay. And so we're kind of modeled off the Irish Traditional and Music Archive in Dublin. And uh, the, the story of our founding is kind of interesting. The, the founder of Milwaukee Irish Fest uh, traveled over to Dublin to meet with Nicholas Carolyn, who is the director of the Irish Traditional Music Archive at the time. And uh, Ed was browsing through their uh, waiting room library and found a copy of Irish comic songs that his grandfather had collected and uh, published in Chicago back in the 30s. And so that got Ed thinking, well, if they're collecting Irish-American musical items in in Dublin, who's doing it in the U.S.? And so when he came back to Milwaukee, he uh, approached the the board of of Milwaukee Irish Fest, and they uh, approved the idea of founding the the archive, named after uh, Ed's father and grandfather. Oh, wow. I, I actually got to meet Ed the other day in Chicago, and oh, yeah. he's, he's certainly a guy who knows what he's after when he, goes, when he goes forward with something. He really has a vision. Yeah, he's definitely a visionary. And, and so when, when they formed the archives, we already had a, a basis of an Irish music collection with Milwaukee Irish Fest itself. So the festival started in 1981, and uh, starting from the very first year that they formed, we had hundreds of artists that would uh, send in a press kit and recording to play at the festival. So that kind of forms the core of our collection, was these recordings, uh, originally LPs and cassettes, and then you know into CDs, now the digital age of artists that would submit to Milwaukee Irish Fest, as well as their press materials like photos and bios. And that kind of formed the basis of our collection. And then um, once we moved into the, the Irish Fest Center, um, 1998 in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, 
uh, they gave the archives the second floor, and from there we kind of branch off historical recording collections as well. Wow, that sounds like an extensive, I mean, just an extensive collection of pretty much everything having to do with Irish music. Absolutely, yeah. It's a great resource for um, musicians and, and people just that, that love Irish music in general. And we specifically focus on Irish American and Irish music in America to, to be collecting different material than uh, the collecting in Ireland at the Traditional Music Archive. Um, so we'll run a, a, a broad range of gamut of genres from traditional Irish music and uh, Irish folk and ballad traditions up through Irish rock, um, some of the uh, contemporary pop singers from the 30s and 40s that had Irish-American uh, heritage, and uh, wow. kind of any, anything else in between. Wow, I, I'm kind of blown away by that. So is that some place that people, if they are interested in you know, the history of Irish music and Irish-American music, is that some place they can show up, or is it some place they would need to you know, set up appointments ahead of time? How available is it to, to people? Uh, we generally recommend people, if they want to come in and do um, real hardcore research, to give us a heads up and, and make sure that we're going to be available in the office here in, in Wauwatosa. And you can find uh, uh, contact information and more info about us uh, on the website, wardirishmusicarchives.com. Wow. And uh, we also have a, just launched our online catalog this past uh, March as well, so people can uh, look up in, in advance if they're looking for a particular recording or, or something we might have, and, and that way we can kind of guide and direct them to what, might, what you might have on hand. And we also have some digital collections and um, samples online to listen to as well. It it seems a lot like um, maybe the genealogy of Irish music. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's a good analogy, The uh, especially the, the early Prescott's from Milwaukee Irish Fest are are kind of gold in that aspect, um, kind of, you can trace the, you know, history of certain performers and kind of almost like a uh, Irish musician genealogy from, from some of these files. Wow. And, and you know, I, I kind of followed down the rabbit hole of that because I, I really didn't realize that the uh, Ward Irish Music Archives were so extensive, so I apologize for that because we are actually um, really here to chat about the Irish Fest School of Music, which is, you're the director of that. And right. that's been going on how long now? Is that a relatively new thing with Irish Fest, or has that been going on longer than, than maybe I'm aware of? Well, the um, School of Music, which is our, our year-round school, began uh, in 2002, but um, really our educational efforts really began with the first Milwaukee Irish Fest back in 1981. Um, we had uh, uh, gotten a, a grant from the NEA to put on on-stage workshops at the festival grounds. So we had a number of Irish musicians give on-stage workshops and demonstrations to, to people that came to the festival that year, um, which was a good way to introduce mm -hmm. uh, the Milwaukee community to some of the traditions of Ireland that they might not have been familiar with at that point in time. Um, and then from there, um, our educational efforts um, kind of started to blossom in the mid-80s. And uh, 1986, we had a couple volunteers that traveled to Ireland uh, for the Willie Clancy Summer School, uh, which is a educational celebration of mm -hmm. Irish traditional music in, in Milltown, Malbay, and County Clare. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so they came back very inspired by that trip, and um, much like how Ed, in turn, was inspired in sort of the archives in 92, uh, they launched the uh, Milwaukee Irish Fest Summer School in 1987. Wow. And that's a, a week-long um, a week-long school of classes that range from uh, traditional music classes to song classes, um, but also Irish culture and history, Irish crafts, Irish dance and Irish language, so it's a, it's a good way for people to come in for a full week and be completely immersed uh, in learning all things Irish. And I was looking over the webpage, which is irishfestsummerschool.com, and I was looking through that, and I was really just amazed by the classes that are available, because a lot of the times when you're thinking of Irish Fest, obviously you think of the music. and so, you know, obviously there were music classes, but I was really impressed by just the broad, I mean, there's basket weaving, which kind of blew me away, um, Irish knitting and crochet. There's, you know, there's a woman talking about fairies and just just the in, incredible amount of classes and different classes that there are. There's, you know, Irish language, there's advanced Irish language. Um, it's it's just kind of overwhelming the it is the yeah. amount of classes that you do have that week. And it's uh, it's kind of a reflection of one of the best kept secrets of Milwaukee Irish Fest, which, was, which is that it's way more than just a music festival. So obviously, people are coming in because they're interested and love Irish music, but we also have a really rich cultural area. Uh, which is actually more of a cultural village than anything else. Um, so we have experts that come in that um, give talks in the Hitch School. We have Irish language uh, experts that come in and, and speak in the Gale Talk area. Um, and we also have craft demonstrations and uh, um, an Irish uh, vendor's marketplace um, uh, called Grafton Street and Moore Street Markets. So it, it, the way the summer school evolved was we have all these experts coming in uh, from Milwaukee Irish Fest with not only Irish traditional music and, and folk music, but also these cultural experts. So let's try to give people a way to learn from all these experts hands-on um, in, in more of an intimate setting. And that's how the summer school has really um, grown and evolved. So how many classes are there this year? Like I said, there's, there's just a string of classes down the page. And, I mean, there's a couple dozen at least, aren't there? Right. So I'd have to actually uh, add them all up. But, um, you know, every year we have, um, you know, several craft classes. This year we have uh, five, um, as you mentioned, air and basket, basket weaving, uh, two levels, Irish knitting, quilting, and crochet. And then we have uh, cultural classes. Um, this year we have three full-week cultural classes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, uh, see here, three dance classes. So we have two two dance classes for Irish set dancing, Irish social dancing, and then uh, a class for Irish chanos uh, dancing, the old style mm-hmm. dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for language classes, we have three levels, uh, beginner, intermediate, and kind of an immersive advanced level um, called which is run by uh, Ray McManus, who is a uh, native Irish speaker. Mm-hmm. 
and see music classes this year. <laughs> you have a lot of music classes. A lot of music classes. We're running 16 music classes. So we have wow. classes in tin whistle, um, baron, which is Irish frame drum, uh, guitar, um, Irish fiddle, Irish flute, and kind of everything in between. So it's um, and also Irish harp classes. So it's a good way for for people that are you know just starting out, you can kind of dive in with learning whistle and baron and beginner classes. Mm -hmm. For folks that have more experience, we have intermediate and advanced level classes. The harp uh, is new also. this year, isn't it? I don't recall seeing harp before. Yeah, well, we've had we've had harp classes uh, on and off. This year we have a couple um, couple unique classes we've been building in the, the harp department for a couple of years. So mm -hmm. we have um, uh, in the evenings, uh, Ashling Gagliardi from Chicago is teaching um, a Trilaco Carolyn repertoire ensemble, which is uh, Trilaco Carolyn was a, a noted um, Irish harpist mm -hmm. in the 1700s that also composed a lot of music. And then uh, Kim Robertson um, from the Milwaukee area is teaching a song on uh, harp love songs, lullabies, and laments. So it's a good variety there for harp players. That's I that caught my eye. I, I have a, a harpist in my home, so that oh, one. Nice. I yeah. have a harpist and a fiddler. So. Great. Yeah. And there's no no shortage of fiddle classes this year. We have uh, Liz Carroll coming back, who's uh, a good friend of ours here in the Milwaukee area. Um, teaching two levels, both intermediate and advanced, and then um, we're also offering um, Cape Breton-style fiddling from uh, Troy McLivery, um, from Nova Scotia. And I also want to mention, for people interested in genealogy, there is a genealogy class, and that is, is always yeah. that's always of interest to uh, to people, especially if they're thinking of traveling to Ireland to maybe track down some ancestors, that, that genealogy class, I imagine, would be very helpful. Exactly, yeah. And that's part of our um, Friday morning workshop classes. So the Friday of um, Irish Fest itself, uh, August 18th in the morning, we have um, kind of sampler classes and, and master level workshop classes. That's okay. The Irish genealogy workshop is that morning from 9 a.m. to noon. And it's uh, being taught by Fiona Fitzsimmons. And um, actually, for the rest of the weekend down at the Irish Fest grounds, there is a genealogy area, a cultural area of Irish Fest, uh, where people can go in, um, talk to some of the genealogy experts there, and, and they'll help them uh, trace their Irish ancestry. Excellent. Now, you were, you were mentioning a few names as we went through the music classes. You have some pretty well-known uh, musicians, I noticed that you have Rory Makem and Donald Clancy are teaching classes, yeah. and if you listen to Irish music, uh, the Makem name especially, Clancy as well, but the Makem name is very well known in Irish right. music. Um, and you had, let's see, there was another one that I saw, but you had, I mean, these, these aren't, uh, you know, just random people off the street teaching these classes. These are these are some well-known, um, well-respected people in their in their areas. And it's just kind of mind-blowing, in all honesty, to, to know that you could, you know, sit in with these people who are at the top of their game. Yeah, and that's one of the lovely things about the summer school is that you get this one-on-one -on -one access with 
um, these really brilliant musicians and cultural experts that are going to be down at the Milwaukee Irish Fest the whole weekend. Um, so you mentioned Rory Makem and um, Donald Clancy will be teaching the ballads class based on their, their family's um, legacy. So Rory is the son of Tommy Makem and uh, Donald is the son of William Clancy. So um, they'll be talking a lot about their father's music and uh, teaching songs in that class. And then I mentioned Liz Carroll and, and Troy McLivery for the fiddle classes. We also have um, Colin Phelan, who's mm-hmm. teaching the, the advanced and intermediate ballroom classes, who performs with, which, with the band Gwitcha, which is going to be at Milwaukee Irish Fest, as um, well as uh, Anya McGinney from Gwitcha as well, will be teaching the Chano song class. So it's a way to really kind of you know get access to these performers uh, in this educational setting. Right, and I want to mention that the classes aren't really expensive. Um, you know, no, looking looking yeah. at them. Yeah, I mean, your intermediate fiddle is 150, and that is on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So it's you know three different classes, and it just you know it it's just one of those things. It's just like wow, I I can't believe that I get to learn. You know, from this person who has made their you know has made their name and living. And it's so right. affordable. Yeah, it's a good value. Um, I, was, I did the math at one point. It's, it's under $20 an hour, I believe, mm-hmm. um, for the six hours of instruction you get, which is, um, you know, for um, even group class lessons, a lot of times it's going to be more expensive than that. So it's a good uh, good value for, for people looking to expand their, their skill set in these areas. And you do and, cap uh, those classes. They're not huge, are they? Right, yeah. So a lot of the classes will uh, will cap at 20. Um, some of the classes um, will be capped lower depending on um, what the uh, instructor wants to, to have the class size at. So, for example, the air and basket weaving class uh, caps at uh, eight people for each, oh, wow. each section. So it's, it's important to kind of register early <laughs> or else you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> Excellent. Now, these classes take place in the week before Irish Fest, so it looks like a lot of them start on Tuesday and run through Thursday or Friday, depending on the class you take. Um, yes, that's correct. So um, we have um, classes begin on uh, Monday, August 14th oh, okay. in the evening. We have um, an evening set dance class and the mm-hmm. evening uh, Trilog uh, O'Carolan class that Ashley and will be teaching. And then uh, the bulk of classes start on uh, Tuesday morning and run Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then you just flow right from that into Irish Fest, so you make a week of it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a good way if you if you want to experience all things Irish for an entire week. Uh, Milwaukee is the place to be. So you can really come in on Monday and start taking classes at the summer school. Um, you know, take part in sessions during the lunch break. Take part in sessions at night. Um, move into Milwaukee Irish Fest for the rest of the weekend and uh, go home and get some sleep on the holiday. <laughs> going to be tired. Now, the one thing I do want to ask about is the kids' camp. So there's a Celtic yeah. kids' camp, and that runs Tuesday through, is it Tuesday through Thursday afternoon? It is, yep. And so is that kind of a way for kids to have some Celtic experience maybe while their parents are doing classes? Is that why that was set up, or is it... Yep. Is it a whole separate thing? Yeah, actually, it's a good opportunity for parents with uh, youngsters uh, to have the kids get a chance to be exposed to um, a lot of the same um, 
cultural and musical elements that you find in the adult summer school classes, and then you know the adults and parents can take uh, their own classes in the mornings and afternoons. Excellent. So the the Celtic Kids Camp is open uh, to uh, seven to twelve year olds, um, and they they get to kind of dive in just like everybody else into a wide range of um, different aspects of Irish culture. So uh, they start off with a, a mini lesson in the Irish language. And then they, they move on to learning whistle or baron. They also have uh, a chance to do some Irish cooking and crafts. And then uh, our actual, uh, another one of our instructors for the week, Matt Heaton, who's in with his wife, Shannon Heaton, teaches guitar during the week. Matt's going to do a kid's sing-along. And oh, then wow. you, uh, the kids will get a chance to do some uh, storytelling and, and a bit of drama um, based around uh, the theme of Irish fairies. Oh, really fun. Yeah, it's a super fun time for the youngsters. And I'm I'm just looking at the, you know, the schedule and on the days. So it's when they sign up, it's for the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it's for all three days, correct? Yep, that's correct. And they have all these great little mini sessions, and then they end each day with tea time. Yep. Yeah, we uh, we have uh, for a number of years had tea time for the entire school, but the kids get their own little tea times. So they get to have some tea and. Excellent. That sounds like great fun. And then, like I said, yeah. you go from that straight into Irish Fest. Right, which uh, as well, it's just like how Irish Fest has all these other opportunities for researching genealogy and Irish language. Um, Irish Fest also has a great kids area, so mm -hmm. um, kids have a place down at the festival as well. And walking into that uh, Irish cultural area, it, it does kind of feel like you're walking into maybe a small Irish village. You have it set up in almost little storefront type areas that are really easy to navigate and really easy to have some great conversations with the people who are there to talk about the history and culture of Ireland. Yeah, it's a super, it's a super fun way just to kind of, uh, again, even when you're at the festival, you can, you can have fun and learn things at the same time. So you can go in, talk to these cultural experts, uh, see people doing Irish crafts, uh, go to the Geltoc area and learn a little bit of the Irish language and see um, Irish Chanos dancing and Chanos singing. So this is a way to get exposed to more of the cultural elements of, of Ireland. Now, Irish Fest in Milwaukee, like I, like I said in the introduction, is kind of referred to as the granddaddy of all Irish festivals. It is That's true. absolutely massive. <laughs> it is, and a lot of people don't don't realize how big it is until they get there. <laughs> it, I know that it was a little bit of a shock my first time, but you can cover absolutely everything having to do with Irish culture. You get you know you get a chance to you know try some hurling hands on and other Irish sport. Uh, like you said, they have a great kids area. Um, I know that is it Liam the Leprechaun has been there the last few years. And he's yep. great fun. And then, of course, you have, what, seven music stages? Is that right? Oh, uh, we actually have uh, 17 music stages. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we have 17 music stages with <laughs> about 100 performers every year. Yeah. So you can definitely find somebody that you're going to want to listen to. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, that's one thing I was going to mention, too. At the summer school, we had a lot of local Irish musicians teach some of the intro and beginner classes. And um, 
they're just amazing musicians and brilliant teachers in their own right, and a lot of their bands play at Milwaukee Fest as well. So um, kind of no matter where these artists are from, you know they're going to be top rate. And, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate about Milwaukee Irish Fest is that you do get those big names. So, you know, Gaelic Storm kind of can't have an Irish festival without Gaelic Storm anymore. Uh, we Banjo 3, who burst onto the scene about four years ago. Um, and, you know, and, and other, you know, very well-known bands. But then you have, you know, smaller bands out of Ireland and other areas where there may be a little bit of a Celtic music revival that it gives you a really great opportunity to kind of discover what might be coming down the down the road as far as Irish music goes. Right, yeah, we love having um, these newer groups or being able to uh, bring in these groups and expose them to the Milwaukee audience just so that they can kind of see what's new out there. And uh, one way we do this every year is we we have uh, a showcase that's kind of like a mini festival within the festival itself. And uh, this year's theme is the Tradfest Dublin Showcase, which is a partnership between Milwaukee Irish Fest and uh, Tradfest Temple Bar in Dublin. And so we've worked with um, Tradfest Temple Bar to bring over um, some of the musicians that they featured at their festival in January over the course mm-hmm. of the past 10 years. Um, so this year within that kind of mini showcase, or this year within the showcase, which is a mini festival within the festival itself, you get to see some legendary performers like uh, Frankie Gavin from Dedan and um, Patty Keenan from the Bossy Band, as well as some new and emerging artists like uh, Kuwik, who is a, a younger traditional band coming in, uh, Aoife Scott, and uh, the Young Folk, which are... Um, uh, a more indie folk rock band that's coming in as far as a showcase. So it's a good way to kind of um, get a sampling of, of something new at the fest is uh, go down to the Celtic Roots stage. Um, it's down in the Cultural Village area, uh, which is where most of our showcase mm-hmm. bands will perform. And um, I know people that just kind of camp out there and, and absolutely love that stage. So if somebody's coming to Irish Fest for the first time, what is your best advice for them? Because like we've said, the, the grounds are massive. They're set right up against the lake. It's a beautiful, beautiful area. Um, if you want a really good overview, you hop on the, the, sky, the sky ride, the sky glider. Yeah, sky and, glider, yeah. And it gives you an overview of the entire park, and it just kind of seems to stretch on forever like a state fair. So right. <laughs> what would your <laughs> best advice be to somebody who is maybe – you know, really wanting to get the most out of an a Milwaukee Irish Fest experience. Um, my best piece of advice would be, you know, make sure you're not trying to do this all in one day. So uh, we run uh, Thursday through Sunday, uh, August 17th to 20th. So, um, you know, plan ahead, you know, pick out what, like the bands you might want to see each day uh, ahead of time. Um, that way you're not kind of running across one end of the grounds, the other end of the grounds on one day, you know, you can kind of really experience um, and, and dig into a certain section um, for a good amount of time rather than trying to run all around the grounds in one day. And uh, uh, a good way to do that is Thursday night's our preview night, so you can kind of go there and see some of the new bands as well as some of the returning favorites and, you know, kind of mark those off your list. And then you can have more time later on to maybe. Um, taking uh, an Irish play at the theater pavilion or 
go browse through the exhibits down in the culture area a bit more. Um, just that way so that you're not stretching yourself too thin. And I was just noticing on the website, so the um, Milwaukee Irish Fest website is irishfest.com. And I was noticing right on the home page, you guys have a Spotify playlist set up. That is so do, cool. Yeah. yeah, definitely check that out. We're, um, we'll be adding more to it as the summer progresses. Um, but we'll try to try to feature a, an act or two every week and then add more, more of those uh, tracks to that list. That's great. That's excellent fun. And then, of course, people can access the the Irish Fest schedule there too to kind of help them plan their their uh, time at Milwaukee Irish Fest. Yep, exactly. Perfect. Well, Jeff, you've given me some great information, and you know, Irish Fest is always just one of those things that you know, end of summer is Irish Fest time, um, and it's always a great time. You know, great people, great food, great music, and you know, just a wonderful Irish experience if you can't get to Ireland. Yeah, it is like kind of taking a, a day trip to Ireland as going to Milwaukee Irish Fest. But speaking of Ireland, I do always end my chats with the question of three places in Ireland you think that people should visit. So I'm going to make the assumption that you might have been a few times and, and could possibly have a few suggestions. Yeah, it's going to be trouble for me keeping it to three, I think. <laughs> so where would you suggest people go? And they don't have to be uh, well-known spots. They can be off the right. off the beaten path if it's some place that you think is just a perfect spot for somebody to visit that they may not have heard of. Sure, yeah. So um, I play Irish music myself, so I have some, a couple of musical destinations. Uh, I always kind of tell people when they're, when they're traveling over to Ireland. Uh, stop number one in Dublin would be um, the Cobblestone in, in Smithfield in Dublin, which is a, a great traditional pub that has uh, probably some of the best sessions in Dublin. Um, you go in there on, I think, any of the night of, night of the week, they have a, an Irish session in the evening, and it's always top-notch musicians and is like the place to go, I think, in, in Dublin for, for a good session. Excellent. Number two yep. in County Sligo uh, in Gertine. Um, I would recommend just going to Gertine in general, which is uh, a small town in Sligo that's close to Michael Coleman's birthplace. And it's uh, got the Coleman Music Center, which is a great place to visit. Um, they'll have Irish music concerts um, every, I think it's end of June into July, they have the Junior Davy Ballron Academy. If you're a ballroom player, that's mm -hmm. kind of a place to go <laughs> to, uh, to really get more hands-on instruction from some of the best teachers. Excellent. And then the last one? The last one, I would recommend uh, making a trip to Glencombe Hill in County Donegal. Uh, my first trip to Ireland was um, to go to the Idris Gale School, which is an Irish language school in Glencombe Hill, and it's just a beautiful area. It's kind of right on the coast in Donegal. Um, some lovely session pubs uh, around the town. And if you're really into Irish language, um, taking a week's worth of courses there is a great help if you're um, not a native speaker already. Excellent. That's an that's a wonderful wonderful suggestion. The last one. It's an area that not a lot of people tend to get to. It's off the 
the tourist track and yeah. the Irish language school I've heard great things about. Yeah, it's a great resource. I think people should really, you know, take advantage of that. They're interested in learning the Irish language. All right. Well, Jeff, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Again, if people are wanting information about the Irish Fest Summer Schools, they can visit, visit irishfestsummerschool.com, and then Milwaukee Irish Fest website is irishfest.com. So you have a lot going on. I know you're terribly busy, so I don't want to keep you any longer, but thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me on, Jody. I really appreciate it.